for each and every single one of us. I ask that you um, just be with the listeners today, Lord, and um, you just let them uh, take this lesson that we're uh, going to be talking about today, Lord, and let them uh, spread it through their lives and um, whoever they're around, Lord. And um, in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, so we're going to be looking at Luke chapter 10, verses 25 through 37. Have you ever heard of the Good Samaritan before, or that parable? I haven't. You have not? Well, no, I have. think I've had the parable, but not the Samaritan. I don't know. You probably have heard it. Yeah, I probably have. Started, once I read the story, I'll probably start clicking. Yeah. So it says, um, starting in verse 25, And behold, a lawyer stood up to him to test to the test, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, What is written in the law? How do you read it? And he answered, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and oh, and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, You have answered correctly. Do this and you will live. But he, desiring to justify himself, said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he fell among robbers, who stripped him and beat him and departed, uh, leaving him half dead. Now by chance a priest was going down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So likewise a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed, saw him and passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he journeyed, came to where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. He went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he set on him his own animal, set him on his own animal, and brought him to an inn and took care of him. And the next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper, saying, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend, I will repay you when I come back. Which of these three do you think proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell among the robbers? He said, The one who showed him mercy. And Jesus said to him, You go and do likewise. So, you remember that? Have you ever heard that parable? Yeah. Sound more familiar now? Yeah. Um, so, there's a lot of biblical truths that we could pull for this. I'm sure Miss Tanya, what's a biblical truth you may have heard from the scripture? Um, that the Samaritan was not a well liked group of people. That's true. Yeah, I've heard that before too. Mr. Jason? Mm -hmm. Well, can't judge judge a book by its cover. You know, sometimes the the most the people who you think will come through sometimes don't always, and then people that you think would be insignificant or ones that might hate you or despise you might actually come through and, and do what's right. So if you were beaten, you and Brother Barry, let's let's look, put Brother Barry as the priest. You know. So if you were beaten to death have on the road, and Brother Barry saw you, and he's like, Parker stinks a little bit, and decided to go on the other side of the road, that would be kind of unexpected, right? Yeah. Brother Barry would most likely check on you. But this is, when in these terms, this priest that was expected to be the holy, like considered themselves to be holy and holy and be righteous, mm -hmm. um, they passed the man up. And then a Levite. Um, Levites were Jews, too. Uh, so they they would have been expected to help you know one of their brothers or sisters or whatever and then a Samaritan which from what I've read and understand from like biblical classes and just text um, they seem to agree that a Samaritan was uh, a mixture of somebody 
a Jewish heritage and then somebody had a Greek heritage and then they had a they call them Samaritans. Mm-hmm. Um, so not necessarily mixed races, um, but they there was some kind of defilement on Jewish blood because of the Greek blood in them. Yeah. So they were seen um, as lesser. So from other texts I've read that seem and the and biblical scholars seem to agree that those um, they were seen as lesser than even the servants that they served in the Jewish people. Mm-hmm. So like Jewish people, women, servants, bottom of the totem pole, Samaritans. Um, and the, so the one person that ended up helping the beaten person was who? The Samaritan. The Samaritan. So the biblical truth, a few biblical truths that I, I see through this, like obviously the obvious and easy one, I think, if you just look at the scripture, is that um, is what they said was that uh, one you can't judge a book by cover, and then mm-hmm. and the least liked was the uh, Samaritan was the least liked Samaritan yeah. was the one that ended up helping. And something else that I thought was really interesting, one of my um, friends, we talked about this one day, and he was saying you can almost this is like uh, I'm trying to. Think, Think of the worst enemy, like who you do not like right now. Don't say me. Don't tell anybody who it is. You know? Don't say your brother's name out loud. Yeah, don't say <laughs> Bailey Bryant on the podcast. <laughs> um, Bailey, if you're listening. Um, so think of that person and think about them, the person you like, like, like the least being the one that helps you. Um, obviously, and just looking at it as, like a, as an ethical issue, from what we read from the text, it sounds like the dude was in bad shape, right? Mm-hmm. So do you, you do. So there's a motorcycle going by, that's why there's an awkward pause. Uh, so do you think the, the man that was beaten could have taken care of himself in the text? No. So what, what happened to the man? What did the Good Samaritan do once he found him? He helped him. He How did he help him? He, he was there, uh, healed him and... Yeah, bandaged him. Bandaged him. So he bound his wounds yeah. with oils. He's trying to cleanse them, right? Mm-hmm. Things from the te- from what we read from the text sounds like he couldn't have done it on his own, right? Yeah. Okay. So, um, have there ever been situations, or uh, as a person, would you say that you, for me, I do. For you, do you think there's things that you just think I can handle this on my own? No. No, you don't think that. Well, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes. I have, and then sometimes, yeah. <laughs> I know for me I do I don't know if y'all do mm-hmm. um, I'm really bad about saying I can do this I don't need other people's help yeah I do that at times a lot <laughs> uh, that's why I wanted to bring the illustration of if if oh, we're gonna, I'm going to explain this as best I can to since people are listening so Parker would lay on the ground and I only had my index fingers on my hand that's it just my index fingers Boop, boop. And I had to pick them up with just those index fingers. I couldn't do it by myself. But if I had everybody in this uh, room and they only had their index fingers too, we could pick up Parker. Um, so if you listen to that, you can try it out. It works. Uh, I think it's called Stiff as a Board, Light as a Feather. I think that's what it's actually called. Uh, so, um, anyway, things that we we, we we go to challenges like Parker would be the challenge. It's a lot bigger than we can handle on our own. Uh, but with a group, we can handle it. So I, I myself have the same issue. I, I like to, I see something I'm like I can figure this out by myself, but um, you know, it'd probably be done a lot faster if I had help. So mm-hmm. let's think. When you were a kid, had you ever been asked to clean the yard before? Yeah. Pick up sticks. 
Rape of Leave, stuff like that. Would it have? Would did you get help when you did it? Yeah. Or was it by yourself? Uh, sometimes I had help, but sometimes the brothers didn't care. Okay, so which was faster? Your brothers helped you, or your brothers didn't help you? Which one was faster? And in my point of view, I think it was when my brothers didn't help me because they, <laughs> either way, they didn't. But what about when we did Miss Mary in New Orleans? Yeah, that was yeah that, last year. That was a uh, quicker. It'd be quicker than you doing it by yourself or one of us doing it by ourselves. We All right, let's say teamwork. if you were efficient, Mr. Jason was efficient, and Miss Tony was efficient, I was efficient, and Miss Michaela was efficient, then would it be faster? Yeah. Now, if I threw you in the leaf, the leaf pile and it scattered everywhere, of course that one slowed it down. We have to start back over. <laughs> but um, for the most part, it would work more efficiently if we worked together than if we worked separately. Yeah. All right. So, um, I lost my train of thought. Uh, so, the point of this is about supporting each other. So, Miss Todd was here for you. Other youth as well. We had, we're here for Caitlin. We're here for Hagen. We're here for um, your brother, Bailey. Even though we said we're messing around with Sam, but he's our least favorite. Uh, um, we're here for Wes, and we're here for kind of everybody that's used to Dakota and Hannah and um, Devin now and Emma. Emma and Emma's friends, Chloe, and we're here for you know his other friend, huh? I think I thought I said Hagen. I didn't say yeah. Hayden. <laughs> right. We have too many. Um, we said Hannah. We're just now we're going back to yeah. Hannah. Even though I hadn't seen Harper in a long time. Yeah. We're even here for Harper. I haven't yeah. seen him at school. We're yeah. even here for the uh, Harper. Gosh. Um, so we're we're better together is the point. Yeah. So I want us to read Galatians 6 2. Y'all probably can say these next verses by heart, honestly. I feel like most people probably could. So Galatians 6 2 and then Hebrews 6 10. If you want to want to get that. Parker, you want to get six, Hebrews 16? Let's see if I can find it. It'd probably be quicker. Yeah. Miss Tony was like, I got this. Yeah. <laughs> see? See, look at that. Better together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> More efficiently and quickly. Hebrews, uh, Hebrews what? Um, 610. We'll do 62 first in Galatians. Galatians 6.2 says, Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Alright, so do you know what burden means? Yeah, what burden? Yeah, like, do you have any burdens? Uh, yeah. You don't, don't have to tell everybody your burdens, but <laughs> could you describe what a burden is then? Is it like, uh, you have like something, I get, like, I can't exactly think of it. Like, isn't it like, uh, like you have something bad or something? Yeah, that's a good way or in your life, like you have something that's not exactly going right. Huh? A problem? Oh, yeah, a problem <laughs> or something. It's tough to handle. Yeah, or something that's tough to handle. Yeah, or like a, I guess a good way, like, think of it as like um, uh, something heavy, too. Mm-hmm. Something, some, like, like you as the, uh, as the uh, issue or whatever that we're trying to lift. Um, you, know, you have this heaviness on you that's hard to deal with you know, by yourself. Yeah. Um, so, uh, can you read the passage one more time? Since we now, since we discussed burdens, I want to make sure we read it in the thing. Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. All right. So, um, so you don't have to get the personal. Uh, I guess I could give an example of something maybe I was burdened with. Uh, let's see. When I first met Colby, I probably let's see what I. Mm, 
many how to this. Accountability was something like I had to learn about a lot when I first became a Christian. I didn't become a Christian until later in high school. I was almost graduated before I became a Christian. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you know, I, I committed I knew that I knew that prior to Christ I was gonna I wanted to do a lot of stuff for me, but I knew that I was gonna work with students in some capacity one day and then the opportunity to work with Colby came up and I got to intern with him. And he started teaching me a lot about accountability and, uh, and sharing his burdens, you know. Um, I'm trying to think of something that we dealt with like right off the bat when we talked about it. Um, I don't know, I guess, I'm just, I'm just gonna say, this probably wasn't, this was, this was, I guess this was an initial burden at first, but not so much now. But before Christ, I probably had more issues with language than I do now. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like, it was just normal and easy to just like say something either inappropriate or maybe like curse or something like that. It was easier to do those kind of things because you're outside of Christ. It's normal. Yeah. You know, like we, if you don't, if you're not a Christian, you may not understand that those words do matter. Um, so that was something that probably was uh, a type of burden, you know, that, that Colby may have helped me lift off whenever I first got to, you know, he started being like, okay, Jonathan, is that really uh, something you should be saying? Stuff like that. Just, just talking about, like, he would hear somebody say something. He's like, I don't know if that's appropriate. Uh, so, yeah. you know, like, he helped me work through that. So, like, that's what um, we're trying to do when we lift each other up and we're trying to um, help people feel about loss. You know, so when we become Christians, we're trying to move to righteousness. We're, like, right now, we, God has made us righteous and then we're moving to that perfect righteousness one day that God will one day complete. You don't have to give that example. I don't know what kind of burden you've been in, but has there been a, a burden that maybe you've dealt with in the past that maybe you're dealing with better now since you become a believer and you've had a community around you? Or? Yeah, I mean, uh, before, uh, right around the time I met all of y'all and you, so there was a lot of things like stealing candy at the Halloween bucket. <laughs> And stuff. Let me say that clearly. He stole Halloween candy out of the, the bucket at church whenever I lived. Okay, now yeah, this is good. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I've been able to calm down. And um, before I gave my heart to Christ, I didn't think that listening to what y'all had to say about God or giving a lesson about uh, the Lord was important. And I didn't know that how important it was. But now I've learned that it's very important to sit down and not only teach it to other people, but, I mean, learn it to myself, too. That way I can teach it to other people in my life. But that's something that used to be a burden on my life, but now I've been able to control it. Yeah. you got a good community. you got God on your side. So, all right, let's move to Hebrews 16. Okay. It says, God is not unjust. He will not forget your work. And love you have shown him as you have helped his people to continue to help them. All right, so this would... Do you see any comfort in this passage? Yes. Where, where do you see comfort? It says, it says, God is not just unjust. He will not for, forget your work and the love that you have shown him. So, I mean, that's comfort because you think that um, when you go through life a lot that when you do some uh, help or whatever, you think that not a lot of people see it, but, you know, he's right there. 
sometimes I, I remind my mom that, you know, when she helps a lot of people out, she thinks that not, not a lot of people appreciate it. I'm like, well, he's watching and he won't forget. So, you know, that, in a way, is comfort to me. Yeah, and God's always consistent and God's always there and God's always watching. Yeah. Um, I don't know, y'all have any stories or, uh, I don't know. I, I'm gonna, I'm, I, I've told y'all about this before at camp. I had like, what was it, two years ago now, I guess. I had like this like somewhat superhero mentality, I guess. You know, like Mr. Jason was there, it was Tanya was there, it was Jessica. I built, I got, not built, I didn't build, I have a really good team around me that helps me with youth ministry. And, you know, it was just, uh, but part of me wanted to do it all because I wanted, like, somewhat of the glory um, of, you know, like, even simple things. Kids would say, oh, I lost this. I'd be like, I'm going to find it. So I'd be like, I did this. Um, but I had such a good team around me. I appreciate that right away. Uh, but, like I said, things work more smoothly when you rely on other people, like, in your community or your Christian community. And that's what happened Mr. Jason and Miss Tanya. But I didn't appreciate that. You know, I wanted the glory then. You know, um, you know there's things that they do that y'all don't know about for, for you guys. There's things that I do that, that y'all don't know about. There's things that Kayla's started to do now that she's been around. Um, uh, so, but yeah, God God, is, God sees those things. Even, even when we may not feel like we're... Well, we feel like we may not be appreciated or glorified in that. God still recognizes, you know, and we don't do it for glory. And that's not the, that's not the reason we help people. You know, we do we want to follow the image of Christ. The we want to follow Christ and the things that He's done as our example, as image bearers of God. I think one of the the key things about this is that whenever. You know, this whole story that we talked about has a lot to do with prejudice. Mm -hmm. and, and we can have prejudices over religion. We can have prejudices over, um, you know, our ethnicities or our heritage. And that's, you see those elements in this um, story. But um, when we look at what we have to face now, it's, it's really more about uh, the church and us following Christ. And... Um, the importance of that is is that as soon as we start really relying on other people and sharing one another's burdens, you're not just relying on your own limited amount of experience, but instead you start tapping into all of these other people who have already had these problems and have already overcome these sins or these trials or these troubles. And so there's a lot of uh, knowledge you know, that can be shared that they have learned from God and they can encourage you and say, you know what, this is what happened. This is what God did for me. And, you know, by, by bringing this scripture into my life and helping me deal with this, and, and it brought me through it. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I, can, I can look at times, you know, thinking about this kind of the same concept, even within church. Like here recently I bought a trailer, okay, just a trailer to haul a four-wheeler on. And... I had a limited amount of, of experience with that, but there were some people around. I shared, hey, I got this trailer. I want to try to start fixing it up. And next thing I knew, there was somebody saying, hey, this is what you need to do. You need to go get a new set of bearings. You need to, you know, rebuild this part on this, and this is how you do it. So, uh, and then other people were telling me different things. And because of that, I'm able to get it 
back up and running and and it's excelling you know this is as good as new um, but it's it's relying on other people and, and also our responsibility is to be available so that others can rely on us um, so I, I think it's a pretty neat thing that God has put together One last thing. Uh, when you brought the prejudice thing up, it, made, it reminded me. I did have something I was going to ask to talk through with you, or whether you that were going to be here. But um, so in Genesis, it talks about God creating the, the universe, God creating the earth, you know, you know, creating the waters, the sky, all that stuff, um, animals, and us. And then he said that we were made in His um, image. Image. We are made in God's image. Uh, so. Thinking about prejudice and the prejudice we have against other people, um, you know, the, like I said, like with the Samaritan, like he was looked down on, and the people that were supposed to be there to actually help the person that was beaten on the side of the road were the ones that passed him up uh, for whatever reasons, either them being disgusting or just feeling like some kind of fear um, because they maybe get attacked next or whatever. Uh, the Samaritan did what he was supposed to, and. Sometimes we we may see some we don't we somebody we don't like or we may see people in situations that we don't feel safe in. But uh, God has given us this intrinsic value just because we bear the image of Him. And so, if we see times that we can help those people that we may not like or may not agree with, if, if there is that prejudice that wants that, that tries to keep us away from that, then then we are denying God and we're denying um, what God has called us to do as fellow image bearers of him. Even if they're not Christians, they have intrinsic value just because God chose to give them the image and bear it. Um, and I feel like that's like probably a really hard thing for a lot of people right now, especially with everything that's going on. I know, I was just going to say, I know like growing up in Poppyville, small town, you know, there's a lot more prejudice, it seems like, in those areas. And just to some degrees, there's prejudice all over the place. But, you know, it gets concentrated in different types of pockets, depending on where you're at. Uh, and, you know, certain people will say derogatory terms, but those, but that doesn't glorify God. You know, even the black, the white, the yellow, whatever. But my brother-in-law that's Asian, he's got intrinsic value because he's got, uh, you know, bears the image of God. And he doesn't, he's not, he's not less valuable because of that, and I'm not less valuable on my skin or whatever, any of that stuff. Um, so we are called to we are called to help those people that bear God's image just because of that. So, and that's crazy for us as humans, I feel like, especially when I listen to other human beings <laughs> talk about this. Um, so I don't know. But yeah, but the main point of this was about helping each other. <laughs> we are called to help. God's, God's truths within parables and biblical truths that directly tell us to do these things. Like it's hard to get away from helping each other if we really want to. Mm -hmm. so. as, as part of God's creation and, and that fallen creation, we all have the same problem. Mm -hmm. There is only one problem, and that is separation from God. Yes. And sin separates us from God. And sometimes we can categorize different sins and think some things are worse than others, but honestly, once we really get to know one another, no matter what ethnicity, no matter what uh, the race, religion, uh, those things, 
when you get down to the root of it, is we all have the same problem, and and, and we're a lot more alike than people realize. And um, I think a lot of a lot of it is it's just ignorance of not knowing that they're just like me. Go ahead, Dean Park. Any last thought? Any last minute thoughts on that? I think that this is a good lesson because, I mean, now that it's in um, a world like we live in now, there's a lot of um, people who think that the world's made up of white should be just a white group and black people should be in a black group and they should stay apart. And when you think of it as uh, from a Christian point of view, everybody's supposed to be together. And now that it's the world, uh, this world or this generation now has has makes it out to where everybody's split apart in their own little groups, and you know that's kind of what uh, the main topic of what we were talking about earlier, um, about how uh, we should help out anybody who may need um, help, like in the story of the Good Samaritan. You know we're supposed to be there for anybody. That's what God is calls us to do. Um, so you know I think that if more people would stop looking at uh, everybody like we're supposed to be in groups or divided up and if more people look at us like we're supposed to be together it would help everybody out one thing I heard years ago Barry say was um, who is your neighbor because it started out as the question was um, love your neighbor and he said who is my neighbor and most of the time when you say oh my neighbor who is who's my neighbor that person that lives next to me yeah. Anybody who has a need that you can meet. Yeah. And that's what he was trying to do. He was trying to get Jesus to go, well, this guy's your neighbor, this guy's not. Yeah. And Jesus was like, nope, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus has an answer. He's a quick dude. He's not. The, the Word of God is an intelligent, <laughs> written book. And people that actually study it, it's deep enough. It's deep enough for a philosopher to talk about it for years and years, and it's simple enough for a child to read it and then have some understanding. Um, it's a very complex and beautiful book. And so and then it's, it's awesome that we get to look at certain scriptures and look at what Jesus had to say and what he said through parables, and, and then those things still apply. Like This was hundreds of years ago, and it still moves over to our day, and we're able to apply it to what's going on now. We people want to. We all say we want. We all say we change, but just apparently we still have a lot of issues. <laughs> yeah. We still have a lot of good things that God has given us through through Him. Um, but some things stay the same. Some need to be consistent. And yeah. We the, the main the main topic today is to help anybody who needs help, or if you see somebody who needs help, help them. All right, so I guess we can close in prayer. It's only 7.30. Um, I can start us off. You, you, want, you want us all to pray? I mean, yeah, if y'all want to do a group session prayer. Group session prayer? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so I guess uh, you can start us off, and you can pick who you want to close. Uh, I mean, it don't matter. Whoever wants to close can close. Point to you lead. You want to close? Or you want me to close? Or this time? Yeah, I don't know. This time he's going to close. You're, you're his real pick. Lord, thank you for everybody who's able to make it tonight, Lord. I ask that you keep everybody safe in this church, Lord. Um, and you just uh, let us continue this week, Lord, and um, uh, glorify your name, Lord. I ask that um, whoever's listening uh, today, Lord, that they um, take this lesson, Lord, and 
if they've ever seen anybody or uh, continue after today to see anybody who needs help, Lord, that they remember what they listened to, Lord, that uh, about this lesson and uh, the Good Samaritan story, Lord, and they help whoever may need help, Lord. Ask thee, let us uh, be safe as we go home tonight, Lord, and you watch over us um, as we come back here uh, Sunday, Lord. And in your name we pray. God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the time we got to uh, study it together tonight. Uh, Lord, I pray that you will help us to remember that, uh, Lord, you created us or you have, have made us valuable, God. Um, Lord, I, I pray that you will help us to treat everyone as if they're valuable and uh, Lord they are important because you have made them you have made us that way and I pray that you will you will help us to remember that and have a, an attitude uh, where we treat them as valuable in the name of Jesus God I thank you for today I thank you for um, allowing us to be here and to read your word and to discuss it with each other God I just uh, thank you for how you created us in your image and I just pray that we would remember that as we um, interact with people throughout the day that we realize that they bear your image and uh, we would love them and serve them uh, even if we might disagree with them uh, God, I just pray that there wouldn't be so much division uh, in our country and in our world and that we would just uh, love people as we're called to love each other and I just thank you for the community that I have around me that encourages me and supports me. And I just pray that I can be an encouragement and support to them as well. Jesus' name I pray. God, you are good. You are consistent. Lord, I thank you for your word. And God, that we got to spend some time in it. God, that we got to discuss your biblical truths. Lord, I just pray for um, the relationships we have with people at school or at work, God, that you know, when they aggravate us, that angry them, whatever, Lord, that we, we see them as image bearers of you, God, that we recognize that, that we uh, love them well, that we help others because of that, God, not because of uh, how we want to feel about it, feel good or feel great or feel like we you know, glorified or superheroes or whatever, Lord, but it's because of the works that you've done and the works you're allowing us to do because of the relationship we get to have with you, because you chose us because you give us the chance to uh, love you because of how you loved us first. God, I thank you for your consistency. God, I thank you for your son. Uh, sending him to die. God, a gruesome, painful death to unite us together through your spirit. God, I thank you that you uh, uh, choose to be with us and help us and guide us uh, through our daily life and giving us the ability to love each other well. In Jesus' name. Lord, thanks for this day you've given to us. Lord, thanks for this building that we can come to and gather as a body of believers to learn more about you. Thank you for your word that and the, the parables and stories and history and everything that we're able to read and understand. Like Jonathan said, it's, it's complex but yet simple. And, and thank you for those lessons in it. And Lord, just help us to be unified together, not look or, or stereotype groups of people or anything and just be able to realize that we are all made in your image and each one is is special and unique and help us to, to be available to those that 
that may need our help. Help us to recognize those opportunities and and do what we need to do and what you have called us to do at those times. In your name we pray. Thanks for listening to Jay Walker's podcast this week. I hope it was a blessing and encouragement to you, and I hope you come back to listen again.